One of the questions we get asked a lot about, it's somewhat of a buzzword these days, is intermittent fasting. And we get asked a lot about it because, well, one, I wrote a small ebook about it. It's, of course, available on our website. I'll put the link in the show content below. But also because I have a pretty vast background in intermittent fasting. Some of it purposefully, some of it more accidentally, and some of it what I would refer to as stylistically. And I'll, I'll explain all of that. Keep in mind I'm wrapped up in some blankets in Orlando, Florida this morning because it's freezing outside in Florida. So much empathy out to all of you listening to this in cold climates like the Northeast and... Uh, Bundle up, stay warm, and stay healthy. But let's talk a little bit about intermittent fasting. So intermittent fasting is basically a catch-all for some type of restrictive window of when you're going to eat. The most common example is typically referred to as 16-8. So 16-8, where you would see a 16-hour fast followed by an 8-hour window where we're eating. Now, most of us naturally fast over the course of the day. We sleep. And when we're sleeping, we're typically not eating, unless you're waking up, you know, one of those people walking around, going into your kitchen, kind of sleepwalking. But but most people fast at some point over the course of their day when they're sleeping. And this usually looks like six to eight hours, give or take, of, of time in bed. And then now we can expand on that either Maybe if we stop eating a little bit before we go to sleep and maybe don't eat first thing when we wake up. So let's use the typical you know, sleep pattern of we're in bed at 10 p.m. asleep, we wake up at 6 a.m., there's your eight hours. So you would have in that situation an eight-hour window where you're fasting and a 16-hour window technically when you're eating, assuming you eat right on the bookends there. Now, of course, as we extend that out, so for example... You decide 8 p.m. you're going to stop eating, and you're not going to eat again until 8 a.m. That's a 12-12. You have 12 hours when you're fasting, 12 hours when you're eating. So if you're new to this and you wanted to give it a try, that might be one thing you do. Just kind of extend that time around bed when you're not eating. And you might ask yourself, well, why should I be doing this? Why is intermittent fasting important? There's, There's tons of research out there. I'll tell you why it's important to me. It's more of a psychological thing. For me, I like to eat more. You know, flexible eating is amazing. Flexible eating allows us to eat foods we love, foods we enjoy, but at the same time, we can't overindulge. And I think, as most of you will find out, while we get to eat pizza and donuts and other foods, we have to still control ourselves. Well, if we limit the time that we're eating we can sometimes feel more satisfied. So in other words, if I'm only eating in a six to eight hour window, but I have to consume all of my food, because keep in mind, flexible eating is not a form of caloric restriction, meaning you still have to eat the right amount of food. You still have to hit your macros, track your calories, etc. But you might feel a little bit more satisfied. As far as scientific research outside of that, there's a lot of positives to it. You know, when your body is breaking down food, digesting, metabolizing. It's also releasing free radicals within your body. Some of those free radicals are also you know, known to cause cancer and, and, and other diseases. So 
we, we need to be somewhat aware of that. It's not, uh, obviously we need to eat and we need to, you know, break down food, but it's, it's certainly something that we can, we can keep in mind. It's also for children that we're dealing with seizures and also other genetic diseases. It's been known to have beneficial, beneficial effects, um, to, to help them. It also can do things like have effects such as reducing insulin levels, triglycerides, blood glucose, all those things where, you know, eating could cause a potential spike. Now, if you're doing it for those reasons, if you're doing it for health conscious reasons, you're trying to change a biomarker, I'd certainly recommend consulting with your doctor first, you know, download the ebook, decide if it's something you want to do, talk to your doctor. For those of you just looking for a little bit of a change, it's great. For example, our good friend Justin just started a shift work, an overnight shift, and he was having a little bit of trouble kind of determining when to hit his numbers, when to eat his food. And what he found was, well, if I fast during the night, which is you know his work hours now, and then I get home and have a substantial breakfast before I go to bed during the day, that can help. So determine if that's going to make your life easier. You know, for me, when I owned three CrossFit affiliates, I was on the go 24-7. I would wake up early, have some black coffee, and then not have to worry about my food until the end of the day. And that day included numerous hours coaching, working with clients, running meetings for my coaches, my own workouts. And I found that I was fine. You know, for a lot of you, this shock to your system of not eating is going to make you feel, how do I put this lightly, like you're going to die. You're not going to die. And I think, to me, that's the important part of that mental component I spoke about earlier. I think there's something really cool and really important to be learned when you intermittent fast. You know, we grow up our entire lives and it's like, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Do this and do that. And when you skip it, your body gets a little bit crazy. It gives you mixed signals. But I think it's really important for us to have control over that. And if we can start to control those signals, we can also start to control it and understand the signals our body is giving us when it's telling us we're hungry later on. Are we hungry? Maybe we're thirsty. Maybe we're bored. Maybe it's just that we're depressed and food is our drug of choice. So I think the more we can start to understand these signals, the better. And it's important to have control. It's important to know you're not going to die. We've all been in situations with friends, family, coworkers, where it's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Everyone's hungry. Someone's freaking out. It's nice to know we can be that person that stays in control. Life isn't always sunshine and rainbows. We don't always get food every time we're hungry. But it's nice to know, hey, I'm not going to die. I can have a little bit of water, a little bit of black coffee, tea if that's your choice, but understanding that body. So for me, that's what it really became, a way of leaving my house and not having to worry about anything. It's one less stress. I didn't have to pack Tupperware. I didn't have to worry about where I was grabbing lunch. I knew I'd eat my entire day's worth of food at home. And then when it came to flexible eating, it was really my way of taking this somewhat of a caloric restriction at the time. When I started flexible eating, you know, my numbers were much lower. I was at about 1,900 calories and 
for me, that was less than I wanted. It's always less. I wanted more food. And I thought, okay, if I can intermittent fast, I can make that 1,900 calories feel very substantial if I eat it all within a small window of time. Now, I don't recommend you doing it the way I did, which was literally a 22-hour fast every day, and then I'd have a two-hour window where I would just gorge myself with calories. I'd have my you know, huge protein sources, a big bowl of cinnamon toast crunch, etc. But it worked for me. You know, I'm I grew up wrestling and there were definitely periods of time longer than twenty hours, you know, days on end where I would really, really not eat. And if I did it would be minimal. We'd you know, my, my buddies and I on the team used to joke about snacking on ice chips. That was our go to snack because we were trying to cut so much weight. So I got used to it. And if the, if you're not there, start slowly. So, in summation for this, I want this to be just a short little knowledge bomb on intermittent fasting. Again, a lot more in the ebook, but start slowly. Find your bedtime. Maybe extend the hours around your bedtime. Go to bed at ten. Let's cut off your food at eight. Let's not eat your first meal till eight. Now we have a twelve twelve. Cool. Well, dinner's a little harder to adjust, right, because we all work. We get home from work, so still keep that, but then maybe extend out when you have your breakfast. Maybe you don't have breakfast till 10 tomorrow, noon. Maybe you don't even have anything until lunch. That's how you can start there. Don't use this as a form of caloric restriction. You still need to hit your numbers. And then don't do this every day either, intermittently, right? Maybe you incorporated on Mondays after, you know, a, a weekend of being a little off your, your numbers. Maybe your hump day, Wednesday is your day you want to include it. Maybe include it on a day where you're going out to dinner with some friends and you want to save up some of your macros. That's a great tool to have. You know, oftentimes we get worried about Thanksgiving or social gatherings. Well, if we intermittent fast a little bit, we push that window back now all of a sudden we have more food available to us when we get to these parties. Test your body. Some people report that they feel great during their workouts when they're coming off a of fast. Some people not so much. So all of these things are things you need to be testing. Just like your macros, just like anything else. Test it on yourself. See what the results are and make adjustments. And that's really my biggest piece of advice. Don't do it this way because, you know, Johnny did it that way, and don't do it this way because Nancy did it that way. Listen to them, heed some of that advice, but then ultimately you have to figure out what works best for you. If you have questions on intermittent fasting, head over to our tribe, the Own Your Eating Tribe on Facebook. Post them there. I'm happy to answer them. Check out our ebook. It's at our site, ownyoureating.com, and of course I'm going to put the, the link in the notes below. But just another tool you can have in your arsenal Obviously, your macros, your flexible eating plan is your foundation, but just something else you could potentially be using to maximize all of this and to really get the most out of your body. So I hope that helps. We look forward to being back here next week on the podcast. Let us know if you have any questions over in the tribe, and good luck.